This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. And you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. It's the 68th episode today, and as per usual, I'm about to settle into some solid arts chat covering Kirikiriroa and beyond. The last few episodes, I've had returning guests, aka people who've been on the show at least once before, and this episode is no different. Friend of the show, friend of me, and the person who was actually my first ever guest on That's the Ticket. Avon from Right On for the Arts is here. Kia ora, Avon. Kia ora. How's it going, mate? Um, it's okay, you know. <laughs> Another day in paradise. Yeah. Um, thanks for um stopping by. I really should have tried to remember what like number episode how many times you've appeared on the show. I Do you think know? This, I think this is um my fourth or fifth. Yeah. I've had the same, you know, as I mentioned, like I've had a bit of a reoccurring theme of people who've been on before and every time it starts the same, I'm like, which, what number episode is this for you? But, you know, you're you're totally need um, need a spreadsheet or something to track it all. Yeah. I mean, I've got like the, the most I've got going is I've got a record of like who's been on on what dates so I could have looked back but I didn't and then I have a playlist of all the songs that I've played so I don't double play um it's called that's the ticket of history and it's available on Spotify if anyone wants a hone oh that's cool yeah it's like nine hours long or something like that because if you think of like a show each week with like at least three or four songs it it adds up I've only listened to it once because I'm like, it took like three days to like re-listen to every song I've ever played on here. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've got the time. So if anyone's down to take up the challenge, uh, let me know. Hit me up on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. But to the Yvonne in the room, the Yvonne in the Zoom room, I should say, you've been busy-ish. Busy-ish, yeah. Amidst I'm, the kind I'm, of weird world we're living in. Yeah, it is a bit of a bizarre time. So um, I've found that I need to keep myself busy. Otherwise, I just sort of mope around. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But you've, um, you know, you've been actually, I'm going to get into this later because you have you have recently released something to do with Ride On For The Arts. But before we get into that, I should probably actually ask you about Ride On For The Arts because I can't expect everyone uh, to be as well versed in your side hustles as I am. <laughs> but yeah right on for the arts if, if you fancy giving us a brief summary I feel like I get you do this every time you're on the show but it's just because I love listening to you talk mate oh mate mate um okay I'll give you the reader's digest version of how we came to be here today uh, when I was little like I was 
into ballet, played the clarinet, had 12 years of piano lessons, um, did jazz ballet, um, art lessons. I even went and did karam- um, macram- Oh my goodness, what's it called? Macrame? Macrame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, macrame, yeah, however you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, even did that and watercolour lessons and whatnot. And so being creative was always a way that I filled in my spare time. Um, I started by going to university at Waikato and I was studying law and music. But long story short, got out of there, wound up doing a business degree in Australia. And when I came back to New Zealand, I moved to Auckland and I actually did Michael Facente's Meisner Technique course for two years, which was absolutely amazing and intense and one of the best times of my life. And then um, eventually the girl who was never, ever moving back to New Zealand or Hamilton wound up in Hamilton East. And I was working in law at the time and I needed something to sort of fill my spare time, but also needed a a creative outlet. So I joined um, Hamilton Operatic Society, threw myself into the theatre and started out in wardrobe. Then they found out about my marketing degrees. I did some marketing for them, um, hair and makeup, director's assistant, executive producer. And I think I've done, between Hamilton Operatic, then the other theatre companies around town, in excess of 80 shows since 2005. But I can't even remember. Like, I'll have to sit down one day and figure it all out. So... From my involvement there, um, I then went on and did the marketing for Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival for 2017 and 2018, and then went on to do the marketing for the 55th uh, National Jazz Festival over in Tauranga. Um, And as a result of all of this, I seemed to find my niche, which was writing specifically for the arts sector. So I'd worked with um, Hamilton Operatic, uh, The Meteor, Clarence Street Theatre, Bold Theatre, and... I was getting a bit worn out with everything, so I decided to um, not volunteer anymore or be involved in Oz and all these different trusts and boards and things, and it was taking up all my spare time, and I just wanted to be creative. So um, I released Right On For The Arts, or started a couple of years ago, and I've been doing media releases, uh, program content, ticketing blurbs, performer bios, um, and reviews and things ever since then. That was beautiful. I'm just going to say, that was, man, no, it's um, fitting that you do write on for the arts because that was like an appropriate summary, very apt, very detailed, big mood. Um, Yeah, Um, it just seemed to be the right fit and I couldn't find anyone else that was specifically writing for the arts and people just kept coming to me through theatre contacts and things going, oh, I need a bio or Mm. can you help program content or can you write a ticketing blurb and it just started to gain some momentum and so that's when I decided to go with it as my full-on sort of part-time side hustle. (laughs) Yeah, side hustle, that's a bit of a hannerism. I didn't mean to put you in that box. Um, oh, no, that's all right. I, you know, I, I, I say as someone, uh, you know, who's been in a similar boat, um, you know, as soon as people find out that you in the arts community, as soon as people find out that you can do something, they're like, oh, could you help us? And then next minute you're doing this, you're, you know, producing three shows in three months or whatever. Yeah. Been there. But um no, right on for the arts. You've been 
steadily growing, I think, because we've talked about this a few times on the show and each time I feel like that when I have you on That's the Ticket, there's a new development with Right On For The Arts. And um, <laughs> this uh, guest appearance for you is no different because you've you've just launched a website. Yes. Now, a website had been on my to-do list for a couple of years and um, initially, of course, I started this whole thing with like literally $1. And so the best way to start by getting your way, your name out there is to have a Facebook page. So I started with that. And it's the only thing I think Zuckerberg for is the fact that I could connect with my audience and, and grow my little business for literally free aside from a little bit of time and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, I'd been planning on building a website things happened, the pandemic happened, work was busy, had all this other stuff going on. And so it had been in the back of my mind. And then eventually um, I thought, no, I've got to go and do it. So I started out with Wix and then I went to, I got all higgledy-piggledy with it. So I went to actually Squarespace and it was sort of coming together, but it was kind of weird in the back end there. And then I thought, oh, well, no, 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 no. I'll just go um, over to... WordPress, which I've used before in various um, shows I'd worked on and whatnot. And that all got higgledy-piggledy and too complicated. And what I really wanted was a really easy to navigate navigate, um, website. And so I went back to Wix, looked at it with a fresh pair of eyes and built the whole thing in two hours. And then boom, it was done. Two hours. (laughs) Yeah, because I already had all the content. I knew exactly what I wanted to put on it. Like there's, there's a bit there, and then um, I just went with it. But the big thing was, um, I've done uh, 41 show reviews since I started writing on. So my big thing was to actually upload each of those reviews. So until now, people like the Meteor Theatre, bless their hearts, have always shared my reviews from my Facebook page. But um, moving forward, if we ever get back into a theatre again, they'll just be able to share directly from the website. Which is a mood, and actually I've, I've had a nose at the website because how could I not? Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I actually enjoyed going back and having a little stalk of all the shows you've re- reviewed. I didn't read them all, but I'm just like, oh, let's see, you know, what was the first one, what was the most recent one? And then you've got a nice category system up there as well based on yeah. um, genre. Is it genre and venue? Yep, genre and venue, um, just to help people sort it. So um, over time, that'll grow. And like, so you can go and see all the shows I reviewed at The Meteor, for instance, or everything I've reviewed that Hamilton Operatic has done, or mm. Rivoli Theatre, or uh, TWSO. It's quite a cool way of going back and, and checking that work. Yeah, and I think it's nice that you've got two kind of systems for categorising, either by venue or by genre, because then if you, you know, um, depending on what your buzz is and what you're looking for on the site, it's probably going to suit more people as opposed assuming that everyone will want to do it by genre or everyone will want to do it by venue. So I, you know, I like the options personally. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I guess it also makes it easier for me because when you've been involved in sh- so many shows and reviewed so many shows, it all becomes a bit of a blur. So mm. uh, I can go back and I can think, oh, I did see that person at the Meteor and then sort through the reviews that way and then find it and see if I've reviewed them before or their production company or their writing or whatnot. And if you're wanting to um, stalk people involved, 
from like a audience perspective no like because then you can be or audience or marketing you can be like okay what else has this person done have they been positively reviewed here's all the goss I can get on them you know that's yeah. sort of thing real quick what's the url mate writeonarts.com perfect yeah I was going to make it right on for the arts but it was just too much of a mouthful and too long to type and I'm all about cutting to the chase so just shortened it to write on arts but yeah. um, yesterday I was doing a bit of googling and there's actually a competition in the UK called Write on Art and mm. it's for high school students and they have to review a piece of um, English heritage art and write something about it I was like that's actually really cool maybe I should bring something like that to New Zealand <laughs> yeah you should promo it through right on for the arts nice little yes. like segue. yeah so, absolutely but um Okay, I'm going to, I have some more questions for you, but I feel like I need to break for a song purely because Yvonne has been an absolute ledge and provided me with some total bangers for today's episode. Um, <laughs> nah, bro, like, oh, it's going to just lift um, the general vibe for everyone, I hope. And so I'm going to start with a classic, which is um, Ario Speedwagon's Keep On Loving You, because, oh, like, it's my supermarket jam. Because uh, I shop at Pack and Save where they play The Breeze and often the song will come on and I'm always like, yes. But um, is yeah. there anything you'd like to say about this track before we get into it? I just, this is one of those songs that always, always uplifts me. I just, um, yeah, no, let it rip. It's <laughs> a fantastic song. <laughs> Here is Ario Speedwagon, Keep On Loving You. Oh, 
that was um, Ario Speedwagon's Keep On Loving You. Uh, 80s banger? It's 80s, right? Yeah, 80s banger. My toes were tapping. My <laughs> hair was flicking. It was great. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be stuck in my head for like the rest of time now, or at least for the next week. Um, which I'm not yep. necessarily complaining about, but I think I might have to add it to my um, 80s playlist because, of course, I have one of those. Of course you do. Um, but, no, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and uh, special guest Yvonne Milroy back for the 500th time um, <laughs> on the show. Uh, we were just talking about kind of website design which is not necessarily something I ever imagined you and I having a yarn about Yvonne but I'm glad that we got there um I know me neither I'm glad I eventually got there too I should have actually just sat down and concentrated but I guess that's the thing with COVID and lockdowns is your brain can get quite scrambled and you feel quite overwhelmed easily and also if you're working full-time there's that pressure on top too so I just needed to the whole thing was finding a platform that thought the same way as me. And when I wound up back at Wix, I was like, yep, we are bros, Wix. Let's make this happen. Wix is like the only one I've never used. Oh, and really? Yeah. I mean, I don't have any websites to build right now. I mean, I guess I could make a That's the Ticket website. Yes. Uh- <laughs> oh, yes. And um, I know I said that I wouldn't help anyone build websites, but I'm better consult. okay see and now that we've talked about it on that's the ticket i have to do it now because everyone's gonna you know the next episode they're gonna be like what's the buzz you said last week that you were gonna build a website where's the website yvonne did in two hours you've had a week hannah and then the way i do my review is you can do your radio show so people can sort it by um by genre or by who you interviewed that type of thing yeah oh no what if we we've created a monster We haven't actually because I know what we're doing. So we just need to spend some time and sort it out. Okay. Share your screen with me and we'll crank it out in less than two hours. All right. Um, Watch this space, guys. I don't know what I've not officially signed up for, (laughs) but feel like I'm now peer pressured into. But um, I love talking people into stuff. You're very good at it. I'm not going to lie. I know. I've just got to talk myself into stuff. That's the other thing. Well, I mean, you talked yourself into building your run-off the arts website and um, mm. it's it's a mood, as we've already discussed. And um, was so did the website, it came about during lockdown, right? That's when you, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get into this later um, when I talk about some of my advice, but I'm big on lists. And so when we had the lockdown last year, I created a little list of just things I wanted to do that were work-related and kind of fun-related and build a website was sitting at number two. And then when we did the August lockdown, build a website was sitting at number two on the list. And then when we came into this October lockdown, I was like, oh, it's still the second thing on my list. And so I better just knock this out because I ticked off nearly everything else. Yeah. There are only two difficult things left on it. So there's now only one difficult thing left on it. But unfortunately, it's the 31st of October. So, uh, yeah, I I may not be able to finish the other thing immediately. I mean, you know, there's still time. There's hours. No, but moving on. um, So Yvonne doesn't freak out about not completing her list in a month. Um, (laughs) I mean, maybe I will segue into your advice, actually, seeing as we've already prefaced it. 
Um, you, you, so is making lists one of your one of your advice that you'd give to people out there in terms of enhancing their creative career and enhancing their lockdown lives? 100%. Um, I'd be completely lost without them. And the big thing is they help unravel my brain and decrease my anxiety because with a clean sheet of paper, you can just start and just put things down willy-nilly. And then once you've got it all there and you've basically done a brain dump, then you can just look at it and go, okay, that's easy to tick off or that needs prioritization and just start working through it rather than having all these things scrambled in your head. Um, so list writing is a biggie, um, be it for like life or what you're going to do during lockdown or a particular creative project. And um, I guess when you work in production and backstage and shows, you realize how important they are and yeah. the ability to be able to just farm everything out and get it off your plate. Yeah, I think we'd, it's the only way I think a theatre can run really is with lists or particularly you're working on a show. Yeah, no, the power of a tick, honestly, yeah. the difference ticking something off makes to my day and my own yeah. kind of mental well-being. Yeah. Oh, are you the same as me? Like if you do something extra, do you then add it to the list so you can tick it off? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put it on the, yeah, because I'm like, I did this today. I need to, you know, still need to be accountable, even if it wasn't on the list. Yeah. Because yeah, then it makes it, exactly. feel, you feel like you've achieved more than you initially set out to do, which is true. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. Um other advice, I think another biggie, particularly in Kirikirira, is that there is always someone willing to help or point you in the right direction. Um, it's really true of our creative community. And a lot of that is because there's like a lot of cross-pollination between the different theatres, different theatre companies, orchestras, choirs, Wintech, uni, dance schools, Um People come together and put something on a show or production or whatnot and they go off in their separate directions and then another variation of that group will come back together again. And so um, because people are constantly crossing paths, we all get to know each other quite well and if someone gets stuck, it's so easy to say, look, I really need help with a makeup design and then somebody else within your circle is going to be able to say oh have you tried so and so and and whatnot so it's all about building connections but I think if you can ask around um those that you know they will be able to put you in touch with somebody you may not have met yet um but you know of their work for instance and the other thing is creative Waikato are fantastic at being able to facilitate meetings and bring community together so that's a pretty important thing I think um in terms of writing I I'm a visual person so I need photos and maps and stuff like that to write mm. and I can't just sit at a stare at a blank wall I actually need something to file whatever's going on in my head at that particular time and then the other thing with actual writing is you need to find a really comfortable space and you might have two of them at home um like quite often I sit on my couch like I am at the moment, but often it's just easier to be at my desk with two laptops and another screen or something. Mm. Um, and on writing, um, 
I'm not a very quick typer on a laptop keyboard, but I'm flat tag on a regular keyboard. So my current one, like it was cheap as chips, it might have been 20 bucks, and it's really like clacky and loud, but I can type quicker. So whatever it needs, to, you don't have to spend a million dollars, you just need to find a space or find the equipment that will help you power through your work at a better rate. Um, I also think another piece of advice um, for anyone in the creative field is um, perhaps a change scenery. So if you're getting stuck or frustrated, just go for a walk or in my case, go for a skate or your case, Hannah, go for a skate or perhaps a drive and change scenery and have a look around and um, and just look at things from a different perspective. And even five minutes outside touching a plant or something can totally change your perspective and give you something to go on with um in terms of being involved in theater whether it's on stage or behind the scenes um if you want to get involved in that the big thing would be to volunteer and then watch and observe and ultimately learn but be completely reliable if you need to be somewhere at a certain time be there if you need to have done something do it if you get stuck ask someone um in particular with theater there's so much hinging on these tiny little cogs in the wheel that if one cog falls out it can throw a whole show Mm -hmm. um and there are so many cool ways to get involved like behind the scenes as well and it's almost sometimes more fun than being on the stage because you don't have that pressure of an audience looking at you but you can learn a lot about how the process works so yeah I would say um, if you're interested in theatre definitely get involved um, by volunteering any of this always shows going on except for during a global pandemic (laughs) but there's all the shows like auditions are coming up and whatnot so people are planning for 2021 uh, 2022 I should say and I think it's going to be some great stuff coming out next year um oh another thing is um I'm constantly making notes like I'm always listening out for interesting phrases or um or comments like last night I was watching something on TV and they said something about the whole idea of methodism was because of its simplicity and it totally works with my auntie Lil books I like jotted it down and then a few weeks ago we're talking about a baddie who died in jail and my boss said to me oh, he died of guilt. And I was like, oh, I thought he died of cancer. And she was like, well, no, basically he was such a toxic person that his toxicity like wore him down and he got cancer and that's how he died. So if you take it back a step, he died of guilt. And I was like, oh, yeah, he totally did. That's what happens to baddies. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm always making notes and I put them on my phone if I don't have a notebook and then I transfer them to whichever notebook or project or folder it needs to go into when I get home. And yeah, I guess that's the end of my advice section. I'm like, this is a TED talk waiting to happen, mate. <laughs> no, I, I just love to do a TED talk one day. This is this is why it's always great having Yvonne on the show because you always deliver. You you always oh, get good chat. But no, um, some comments I have in response to your advice, which um I agree with. Um the uh having a good kind of space to work especially you know through lockdowns and stuff I have been real hard on myself about like not 
um, doing any mahi in bed because it's really easy if you're working from home to literally just roll over, grab your laptop and start your day in bed. And it's like, yeah, it's nice, it's snuggly, but defined spaces have been key for me, I think. And, um, yeah, I've been working off my, uh, like, dining table, put my laptop on a a board game box so I've got some elevation, plug my keyboard in and then do my mahi. And then as soon as I'm finished, I pack it away so that it then changes from a work zone to, like, eating zone or, you know, actual board game zone. And it's something that I've found really important. Um, oh, and because you are a um a real person who actually probably sits at a dining room table, I can understand that. But I don't even have a dining room table at home, so my whole dining room area is actually where my desk is, and okay. um, so I got rid of all of that and just set up in there. So that's kind of like a little designated workspace over there. Yeah, I just um in in an ideal world, I just need a desk. And then I could put a desk in my room and then I'd be good to go. But uh, yeah. maybe maybe when we're not in a, um, a pandemic, I'll get one. And then the other thing that I would quickly want to comment on before we break for another song is um, your point about having visual inspo when you're doing writing. Yeah. Yeah. I've that, but I'm the other way. In that, and I think I've talked about this on the show. I can't remember who the guest was, but um, my advice for writer's block and stuff is never start with a blank page and so I'll always like either write myself little instructions or little prompts before I actually start writing the thing on the page and it just it works for me (laughs) but yeah okay because that's probably where my notebook system comes in yeah because I can open my notebook and um and get some prompts and some ideas off that and then I move to my blank page yeah so we we same but different um yeah got a big sense of camaraderie between us right now but um (laughs) enough about us and um more about my one of my most important segments of the show it's rick's pick time uncle rick (laughs) avon this is like avon's a thousandth rick's pick but um for those of you who are (laughs) unfamiliar with rick's pick i have an uncle rick he's great um love you uncle rick and Basically, he loves listening to music, is really well-versed, has great taste. And when he found out I was getting uh, a radio show, he's like, cool, I'm going to give you a list. Every week we can have Rick's pick. And every week I do. And um, for this week's Rick's pick, I've gone um, for a bit of a theme because Halloween's just been. Um, I've gone with a song by a band called The Zombies, um, and it's the classic She's Not There. So this one's for you, Uncorrect. Well, no one told me about her, the way she lied. Well, no one told me about her, how many people cried. But it's too late to say you're sorry. How would I know? Why should I care?
little bit of spookiness for your Tuesday. Um, that yeah. was this week's Rick's pick, She's Not There by the Zombies. Uh, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and Yvonne from Right On For The Arts is here too. Hi. <laughs> so we've just, um, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today, mate. We, we've gone from <laughs> website building to general um, ed- creative and overall life advice. <laughs> And and so I'm I'm gonna jump to something a bit lighter, but also vaguely heavy. Um, just lockdown chat. Um, <laughs> the the, the light, very heavy. <laughs> the, the lighter side, um, I hope of just kind of like, uh, general chat, fun things to do in lockdown. Obviously, you've already kind of um alluded to our joint passion for roller skating. <laughs> yeah. I actually haven't gone out. I haven't yet. I've talked to Yvonne about it. I'm like, I'm going to go roller skating. I still haven't done it. Uh, the weather has been a bit miserable, though, and every time in the last probably four weeks, I thought, right, now's the time to throw on the skates. It started raining or it's too windy. I've been scared of being blown over or something. So, yeah, maybe uh, November. Yeah. I, I used to go to the old Melville roller rink every Thursday night and listen to Abba and just skate around in a circle for two hours. It was great. <laughs> um, and so I'm a bit like, I'm just a bit apprehensive about how good I'll be on the skates on like normal footpath as opposed to like roller rink where it's designated kind of paving for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you need um, smooth concrete. Ultimately, I'd like to be able to skate confidently on footpaths, but I'm still sort of going up and down my driveway at the moment. Or I actually went to the local high school and I skated around there for a bit one day just for a bit of yeah. variety. Yeah. It's, do, you, do you jam your tunes when you, when you skate? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. yeah. Make your own roller of a, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're probably better than me. At roller skating. No, 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 no. You'll be better than me because you're younger and fitter. Like, I'm just a little old lady who's trying to bring back her childhood. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, did you did you skate in your youth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, see, I'm still feeling, Yeah. 
I'm still feeling new to it. So I feel like I, you know, it's kind of like riding a bike, surely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like but I ride the bike. Yeah. I've, um, I've got a helmet and whatnot these days. So I do put on all the gear, but back in my day, in the olden days when I was a girl, like it wasn't cool to wear any protective gear, whereas at least these days it is. So mm. I don't mind wearing all that stuff. No, you gotta you got to protect your, protect your head of on. It's got so much good stuff in that brain. <laughs> think oh, of, think of the impact on the creative community. No, okay. <laughs> so roller skating aside, in, anything else that you've been up to that you would recommend to um, anyone out um, there fun things to do? Well, I am in a bubble of one, just me, in a town where I don't know anyone. So it has been a bit tough and I've really had to dig deep and kind of keep a list of things um, to keep me inspired and keep me going. So the type of things I've been doing, um, it's actually been all my creative stuff that's kept my head in the right space and everything. So um on Tuesday nights for instance I um go to a writer's zoom and for two hours I'm on with all these like amazing people like they're proper screenwriters and things and then there's me and we'll just we come together and do some writing exercises and then there can be like 40 people on the zoom and then basically everyone goes on mute keeps the cameras on and just works and it's so cool like it's so inspiring to look up at the screen and just see 39 other people just going hard out because writing is such a lonely pastime but knowing that you're not alone because there are other people going through the same thing is actually very very inspiring so um Tuesday nights that's what I've been doing Saturdays I do a collage of the NZ um, Herald I found a girl on TikTok called Rachel Dawson and last year at the beginning of the lockdown she started collaging the New York Times every week and it was so cool like her journal was really amazing so I thought well I'm going to start that so I've done it every Saturday for all of this year and I don't know if I'll continue on next year I'm not sure so that's a couple of things you know a couple of hours on a Saturday and it's really fascinating to see how quickly aside from COVID the rest of the news has changed over the year Mm. And on top of that, I've also, another thing to keep myself busy is I got one of those letter boards, you know, with the black felt background and the white uh, letters that you stick onto it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, this year I'm going to, I'm going to record all the amazing news of 2021 on a board. Oh, and then I got good. to like, it was like the 6th of January and it was the insurrection and everything. I was like, oh, okay, this isn't actually going to work. <laughs> so I've been doing one for each month and you'll see them on Instagram, um, and I kind of pull out the quirky bits of news and the interesting and the uh, life-changing bits of news, and I've just been creating this little letterboard as well. Um, another thing I did was, um, oh, I don't know if you can remember, but months and months ago, Ashley Bloomfield was talking about a lady who had been assiduous in her scanning, and I was like, oh, that's so cool, and I just loved the word and whatnot. And one thing led to another, and I was like, that would actually make a really cool mask. So I jumped onto Canva, which is another one of my favourite places to hang out. Yeah, yeah. And I made this little um, mask design called Assidious Mode, kind of like aeroplane mode on your phone, but like Assidious Mode is um, switched on on the mask. And then I uploaded that to Redbubble, and that's available on like masks and T-shirts and all sorts over there. So 
that's kind of like a little passive income stream. And side note, Ashley does actually know about it and he thinks that it's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Um, Mahi pie, mate. <laughs> Great work. Yeah. And aside from that, um, writing, I've been doing uh, quite a bit of freelance writing as well. And one thing um, I've got coming out in the next, I think it's about six weeks, is there, I won't talk about it too much today because um, it's kind of a little bit under wraps, but there's somebody in Hamilton who is working remotely on Series 2 of Bridgerton. Mm. And so she works overnight between the LA team and the um, London team and liaises between those two teams to make sure that London is delivering the right number of shots each week to send back to LA for the post-production work. So, um, yeah, doing a little bit of side writing, I guess you could call it. Um, and then aside from that, I've just gone back into my old habits, like I put on my tap shoes and I'll tap around the kitchen or play the piano. Um, cross-stitch is another one of my little kind of favourite old lady pastimes and oh, amazing, but I actually started baking. Well, I've only done it twice and the second time was a failure, but, you know, that's what something. Considering I, um, I made those kind of like chocolate chip cookie things from the Edmunds cookbook. Oh, yeah. This is a big deal for you. Massive because I never, ever go into my kitchen except to go to the fridge to get Coke Zero. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Um, you know, try something new. If Yvonne can do it, we all can do it. Yeah. I've actually, um, I'm a massive addict. I don't know if you watched The Circle on Netflix. I just think that's the coolest show. And I'm sure I could do that so well because I feel as though, you know, those people, they spend hours and hours just trying to fill in their time and stuff. And so that's where I go back to my list, which I, referred to earlier is I've always got a list of things to do like Sudoku or something like that so if I can't if I'm sitting here and going oh what am I going to do now I just look at my list I'm like oh yeah let me get out my cross stitch or my watercolors or my Sudoku or whatnot that's um that is the ticket though isn't it with Hannah Mooney yeah. um, <laughs> but no I appreciate you sharing firstly that kind of you know you're in a bubble of one and yeah. that, you know, it's 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 a daunting existence. Um, but I also appreciate you sharing all the cool stuff you've been up to because I'm definitely feeling um inspired. I've just oh, been good. I've just been reading heaps. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, that's yeah. the weird thing. I um I kind of lost the ability to hold major storylines in my head, but that was back in the lockdown at the beginning of 2020. I just I pick up a book and I can read the same page like four times over and just it's not sinking in. But, yeah, so that's where I guess it's just easier to do other things where I don't have to concentrate too much and just let creative juices and energy flow. I mean, that's how I felt about TV, though. I You know, because, you know, we go into a level four or level three and you're like, sweet, I've got heaps of time to catch up on all these shows. But then I'm like, nah, I can't because then I'm just going to spend the whole day like sitting on the couch. And yeah, so I'm like, well, if I'm not going to watch TV, I'll read because I'm still like sitting on the couch, but at least I'm like thinking. I don't know. Yeah. It's just normally I, uh, reading's the first thing to go when I'm busy, you know? And so I'm like, now I've got the time. So, um, yeah, been reading some books, been running a lot, which is nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, been um, 
like an unofficial, not competition, but I've been running with um, my sister and friend of the show, Missy, and we've been just trying to smash PBs for 5Ks and 6K runs. And it's, yeah, oh, she's how fast. How fast can you do a um, 5K in? Um, the other day I had a new PB, which was like 27 minutes and 30 oh. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never ever running 5Ks with you because my fastest is like 50 minutes. <laughs> you've got you to start somewhere. But like, I'm like, when I did it, I'm like, was this worth? Because like, I just had to like sit down in my driveway for a bit because <laughs> I was just so like wrecked. But um, no, yeah. Exercise is a pro, um, creative hobbies get amongst it and um time really is flying by so i'm gonna try and squish squish in another um avon song recommendation it's a uh track by joshua caddison yes 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 yes, yes. i'm uh, so excited about this one the song is called jesse uh anything you want to say funnily enough yes there is um at the end of my first year of uni in Australia, I went back to Sydney and I worked at the Siebel Townhouse, which was an incredible sort of like celebrity hotel. And I met all these amazing people like Tom Selleck and um, Donna Summer. Oh, my and God. So it's real. I know. It's probably another show that we can do another time. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's where all the celebs stayed. And I was working in room service department and in their restaurant. And... Um, Joshua was there promoting his next album and he stayed for a couple of weeks or maybe a week or something, I can't really remember. But anyway, I was walking out of the restaurant and then I went to step back for some reason. I stood square on his toe. Oh, I was so mortified because this song, Jesse, is one of my all-time favourite songs. I think it's because they refer to the cat Moses a couple of times throughout the song. It's really yeah. cute. And... Um, I was mortified and I went bright red and I was completely dying. Anyway, I ended up having a really lovely chat and one thing led to another and he gave me a um, signed copy of the CD, which I've still got. So that was pretty cool. He, Joshua Caddison's a really lovely guy and one of the highlights, actually, one of the best people I met that summer. Because we know that you've met millions more famous people. We just know. That could be a whole episode of on, I think. But um, anyway, I'm going to play the track for you because, you know, it's one of your your faves. So uh, here's Jesse. Enjoy. Jesse calls at 5 a.m. To tell me how she's tired Of all of them She says, baby, I've been thinking About a trailer by the sea We could go to Mexico You, the cat, and me We'll drink tequila And look for seashells Now doesn't that sound sweet? Jesse, you always do this Every time I get back on my feet 
Jesse by Joshua Caddison. Oh, such a good song. I just love it. I'm going to listen to it again after this. I just, oh, 
I love that song. I'm dying. Oh, Yvonne is literally dying. So I'm, I'm going to give her a break for a minute and quickly go through upcoming events before we um, sign, seal and deliver this episode. But um, it's a bit of an interesting time for uh, attending arts events in uh, Kirikiriroa and across the country right now. So um, I've had a crack at upcoming events. Good um, on you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Boon After Dark, uh, the uh, sculpture exhibits uh, in Garden Place and Victoria on the River has been extended. It was meant to close at the end of uh, October, but it's been extended to November 14th. So if you're yet to go and check out the lit sculptures in Garden Place and Victoria on the River, then um, I highly recommend heading down to do so. Both myself and the Boone After Dark team would like to stress that you adhere to the current COVID-19 guidelines when doing so. So mask up and keep, keep socially distanced, fam. Elsewhere in no particular order, Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival currently have a boosted um, crowdfunding uh, campaign running right now. It's only got a few days left, so uh, donate to help the team reach their target of 20K to ensure that the festival can go ahead in uh, summer of 2022. You can donate at boosted.org.nz. I will put the link up with the podcast of this episode. Um, over to the theatres, uh, Clarence Street haven't really got anything listed for the latter half of this year, but they do have comedian Ursula Carlson scheduled to come through on Feb 11th and 12th next year. And then um, for Rivoli and Meteor, um, I feel for my mates at Rivoli, they've had to cancel their Christmas show and Hamilton Musical Theatre season of Mamma Mia and the All Together Now concert. So don't know if they're going to try to squeeze anything in, depending on alert levels. But um, same can kind of be said for the Meteor. They've had to cancel and postpone a few stuff. Um, Meteor, I think, are just taking it kind of update by update with their schedule. So um, now is a really good time to um, show some love to the venues you know and miss. Um, I highly recommend checking out um, their websites, their support us pages and um, chucking some koha or some time or even just a lovely message their way because it's rough for the artists out there. But uh, back to the artist I have on my show, Yvonne. <laughs> Mate. Oh, goodness. Thank you for uh, sitting through my little uh, event plug. It's it's always fun, but I always feel um, a little bit selfish taking the mic, even though it is my radio show. <laughs> but um, well, given what's going on with the alert levels and things, um, I think that's great. Well done. Thanks. Um, appreciate it. Really, just open this up so you could give me some positive feedback because I need it. No, <laughs> but um, it's been a blast having a yarn. I feel like we've kind of gone off a, off script a bit, but like for the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the way these things work, and it's um, yeah. I'm happy with going off script. It's all good. Before I let you go, though, I can't not ask the question that I often ask everyone. And sometimes people don't have an answer, so it's okay if you do. And I know it's a bit cheeky, but um, any kind of future projects that you can talk about quickly? Um, yeah, very give, quickly. Give the listeners something to look forward to. Okay, listeners, here we go. Um, I finished the first draft of my um, polyphonic fictionalised biography about my Auntie Lil who died of a broken heart in 1941. 
Uh, it came out at 92,000 words. And so now I'm in the midst of scrubbing about 91,000 words because they're complete rubbish. But the first draft is sort of there. So now I'm shaping it and filling in more um, descriptive passages and making sure the tense is right and all that type of thing. And because it's polyphonic, it's um, different people speaking from different points of view. Uh, because it's fictionalised, I've had to invent a whole lot of stuff to go in it. And because it's a biography, I've actually had to pull from actual events and work all that together. So it sounds complicated, but it's going to be hopefully very easy to read and digest once it comes out. Who knows when that will be. And then um, for people who would have listened to my last uh, show with you, I was on the verge of launching Play the Moments, which is a... Um, a music journal and to tell you the truth I just after that I completely lost my confidence and everything's sitting there ready to go I have a whole marketing plan and strategy sorted the media releases are ready to go um, but I just lost my confidence and would people even like this product so I just need to put on my big girl undies and sort myself out but you will be pleased to hear that yesterday on my website I actually did add it to my box yeah, I just haven't added the link to make it go live. Oh, but, come yeah. on, Yvonne. You can do oh, it. I just, I don't know why. I just, I guess it's part of the creative process. I just started doubting myself and the doubt crept in and then the lockdowns happened and, you know, things sort of piled on top of each other. And it's just been a really rough couple of months. But I mean, yeah. No, I, I get that. I feel that. And I pe- I appreciate the realness, but um, just know that the uh, that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney community are behind you. So whenever that launches, if it launches. So what, me, you, your mum and Uncle Rick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, they listen every week. That's the most important thing. Um, <laughs> but no, when it, when slash if it launches, know that I'm going to be there with bells on, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, maybe this week. I don't know. I just need to get my act together, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Well, we're building my website website this week, so maybe the. Oh fall. yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh gosh. Oh, what an episode. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for joining me, mate. And um, I'm going to play you out with yet another song of your choosing because that's what I'm about. Um, it's a song that I have not heard before. It's called Life oh. in a Northern Town by the Dream Academy. Yes. Yes. Oh, love this song. It's such a good song. And just I just want to throw this in quickly. Now we're running out of time. Um, I was in Alice Springs visiting my sister, obviously a Northern Territory town, and I was walking around the supermarket, walking around Woolworths, and this song came on. And every time I've heard it ever since then, it's always taking me right back to that particular time walking around Woolworths in Alice Springs, listening to Life in a Northern Town. Mate, I can't follow that. I am anyway. But um, here <laughs> it is. I've been Hannah Mooney. She's been Yvonne from Right On For The Arts. And this has been That's The Ticket. Um, stay safe out there and I will catch you in the next episode. Ka kite. See ya. Salvation Army Band Children drank lemonade, and the morning lasted all day, all day. And through an open window came, like Sinatra in a younger day, pushing the town away. Oh. 
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.